Build that drama. Maximum blockage. Building that drama. Maximum blockage. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of Maximum Blockage, Building That Drama. You got Joshy Boy and I'm here with Brett. How's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm alright now that we've knocked off. Yeah, suck that beer back. Um, are you looking forward to breaking down a Tuesday night start of a challenge and a bit of drama? You week? know me, I love a good challenge. It's a pity the block doesn't do any of them. <laughs> this should have been called the block of our lives because <laughs> there was a lot of drama relationship why yes very good <laughs> blocking no it doesn't work as well no <laughs> so at the very start of this episode we had a terrible skit from tess well it was from all of them when they're at the body corp meeting or the pre-start meeting if you want to call it that and basically tess is like Hey, you tradies, you're not allowed to use my toilet anymore because you whiz on the floor. Who's to say that it's them and not her? Come on, Tess. Take some responsibility. As tradies, respect (laughs) your tradies, everyone, and let them use your toilet. We're people too. We're not animals. Well, wasn't there that, like, quiz on Facebook that was like, should tradies be able to use your toilet if they're working at your house? Yeah, and so many people were like, yeah, and give them a beer, and I vote yes on that. (laughs) Muy bueno. Um, and then I've got to retract a statement. I apologise. Uh, Andy and Deb were using timber around their fireplace. Uh, yeah, lots of people had a bit of timber around their fireplace. I took many a screenshot that I'm going to put on Facebook of the frames. So the steel frame was all there. And then above the fireplace is a bit of timber on most of them. Yeah. So, Which I thought it was combustible, but yeah, obviously not. Must be that uncombustible timber. Oh, if only and we had some. And it's all, it's not hardwood, it's pine. So that's the most combustible. Yeah, exactly. Or one of. Yeah. yeah. You know how that pine's super not like super sappy and oily and doesn't just go woof straight up? <laughs> yeah, that hardwood, it burns for hours, baby. Yep. So then we go to Jesse and he's uh, doing a bit of tiling and tricking Keith. Yep. Um, I still can't believe that Keith doesn't cotton on. Well, to be fair, Jesse does lie to Keith. Some tilers are even hesitant to even cut one miter. Are they? Yep. Well, maybe maybe because I'm not a tiler, it means I'm not afraid. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Keith still has no idea that I'm a tiler. Well, that was a lie there, Jesse. Yeah, he little... said he's not a Tyler. Like, it's one thing to play coy and be like, oh, he hasn't picked it because he's not very smart. It's another to just flat out lie. Hey, he's just being a little cheeky whippet with Joshy Boy Loves. <laughs> he's lying. Oh, is, is it lying though? It's like playing a trick. It's withholding the truth, I would say. No, he literally said that he wasn't a Tyler. <sighs> You're reading too far into okay, this. Okay, sorry. Righto. <laughs> I'm getting too deep. So he's doing that. That male male apparently isn't good on floors. In my life, it's fine. But I had to do the first time ever, I had to do male-female. So, he's basically, like, carrying on being gay. (laughs) Yet, he gets upset if people call it an entertaining space. Yeah, they do like to play out the stereotype when Mitch was, like, doing the it's raining men with the hose weirdness or whatever. You mean the sexy dance? Uh, No, that's not what I mean. (laughs) That is what you mean. I know you. No, I know. It's crazy. They play it up. Like, oh, on Facebook, so many people are like, I can't believe he said game on mole. I'm super offended or whatever. But that is totally playing into the stereotype. But then when it doesn't suit them, they're super grumpy about it. Mm, I feel like you're judging them people. 
Yeah, I should be one of the judges on the block, so I'm so good at it. Yes, you are. So then we go back to Jesse for a bit of a... Okay, thanks! Yeah, so he goes in and sort of gives him a bit of a pat on the back and says, Hey, Jesse, you've done a really good job. You're the only one here. And he's like, yeah, well, we had the plasters in. They were probably about two and a half. Then with carpenters, it went up to about four to five. And then with sparkies, they're looking at about six grand all up just on trades. So I think that they're doing quite well there. Yeah, no, that's not bad for the whole room, I suppose, if that's what it's going to end up being. Um, I guess that seems a lot for the sparkies. I get what I guess they got a lot of downlights and stuff. Yeah, but Sparky's overcharged and we know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if it was just a single light, but they've always got to go with those real um, fancy downlights. So I guess that's a lot more work. Yeah, but downloads are the best. We both agree. We both <laughs> don't agree. So then we go to Tess and Luke, and his chippies are doing F all as usual. Oh, they are farting around something chronic. They are all just standing around. Like him, the, that chippy whose name I forget, and his builder Ryan are all just standing yeah, about, that. even though there's plenty to do. Like, they've got the design down, they know what they need to do, they're still not doing it. Yeah, well, then they go on to say something that really winds me up. They're talking about the fireplace, and they're like, the average temperature in Cairns is 40 degrees. That's a lie. We live in Queensland, and I've got Google. I've looked on Google, the average temperature is... Go away, Google. <laughs> it's 31.5. Here's what I found on the web. <laughs> Thank you very much. So it's 31.5 is the average. <laughs> Thank you, Google. So they lie to us, Brett. Yep, absolutely. And that really upsets us because we want people to come and visit Queensland. And you're not going to come if it's 40 degrees. I had to use that weird oven microwave thing. Have you used this, Luke? Nah, bro. Well, yeah, I think that's the most work those guys did all day. Yeah, they're so terrible. And, you know, they're getting paid $50 an hour. No wonder Tess and Luke were the ones that were broke first. Yeah, absolutely. So still on him... Um, Luke's basically achieving nothing, and then Tess starts yelling at him. Yeah, well, Tess goes out shopping for a fireplace. Yeah, and it was his job to figure out who was going to install it. Yeah, so she finds one. The lady at the fireplace shop is throwing some crazy questions at her, like, is it a something flu? And, oh, man, she has no idea, but I wouldn't have a clue what the hell she was talking about either. I enjoy the part where she comes back, and then they, like, pause it, and there's six tradies behind them doing nothing. Yeah, they're all standing about. As... Yeah, and yeah. That's as um, they're like picking up the fireplace. To yeah, like Luke and Ryan are standing around the giant island bench in the kitchen, and then next, like next to that, is like four other tradies just doing nothing. Yeah. So then Tess basically pulls Ryan aside and goes, "You're in charge now because Luke can't handle it." Yep. And then cucked. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's all just because Luke didn't get the installer for the fireplace. Yep. But don't worry, that will be solved later. I don't want to spoil the surprise. Ooh, no spoilsies. So then we go to Andy, and he's losing the love of his life. Poor old Andy. The VW bug. Yep, they're taking away the car. Oh, it wasn't even a bug. It was a ute, I suppose. Uh, hat Wagon? Hatchback. Yeah, either way. He loved it, and uh, it touched him in places that he'd never been touched before. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so then we go to Mitch and Mark, and they're deciding to remove those fake windows. Yep, the fake windows are gone. Which I don't understand, because how come uh, like Andy and Deb and Tess and Luke weren't allowed to paint their rooms that they didn't finish in week one? Well, this is the same thing that they complained about anyway. But I think they are going to paint the rooms, aren't they, before next week with the genuine buyer's advocates or whatever? Yeah, I guess, but still, it's, it, 
it just is unfair, I think. Well, it just doesn't make sense. The rules just don't make sense. So that's fine. That's just what the rules do. They don't make sense. Yeah. So we're back to Tess and turns out that using your sponsor dollars is terrible because they could only get the fireplace to like a two-hour destination away. Well, yeah. The delivery truck broke down or something. Yeah. So and then she's like, oh, I'll have to go and get it. And I don't know why they didn't send four of the f- six tradies who were just standing around doing nothing. I'm surprised <laughs> Luke didn't just like push her away as he yeah. runs for the car and be like, I'll go get it. It's I'll courier go get time. It. Baby. <laughs> I'm the best courier here. So anyway, Luke's carrying on a bit, I personally think. Yeah. And um, well, with the inst- installation, isn't it just like a gas connection? Uh, yeah. Well, you got to be like rated to hook the um, flu up because it's all a size thing. you got to get the size right for the amount of gas, the height, the diameter. Like, it's a whole calculations thing. So, it's something you definitely couldn't do. Absolutely, I could do it, Josh. <laughs> I um, went to TAFE, bro. And then we find out something that's crazy. Tess is my age. Oh, yeah. Insane. I know. She acts that so much more mature than me. so immature, Josh. <laughs> and I'm always whinging and carrying on. <laughs> you're practically the same person. You know it. Now... Dan continues to cut Elise's grass and then... Well, Matt's grass. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, and then Luke is getting a new floor layer in because he him and his chippies couldn't get the floor down. Well, Dan comes in and touches the glue because they... So, all this time, every time you see them in the kitchen standing around the bench just chatting and not doing any work, you can see that they've put glue down for the floor. Yeah. So... You can see where they finished the floor and then there's like a meter or a meter and a half of like glue area sitting there waiting to have floor laid on it. To get a skin, you mean? Yeah. Is that what putting floor down means? No, basically they put that much glue down that the top dried and got a skin so it didn't oh, want to yeah. stick anymore. Yeah, this glue went off. Yeah. Well, I think they were there for like four hours. So the glue went all the way off, not just got a skin because Dan comes and touches it and he's like, that glue's gone. You can't put a floor on that. It won't stick. So, but they put the glue down in the morning and then waited to the afternoon to start laying. Yeah. What I found hilarious was that Ryan, their builder, was using a 50mm scraper to get the glue up. And you're like, oh, I guess you're getting paid by the hour. <laughs> he goes into the shop. What's the thinnest scraper you've got? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he didn't come out with a 25mm one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, like, I've got this toothpick. I'm going to get all the glue up. <laughs> oh, God, they're so painful to watch. Yeah. And then we find out that Dan's not only cheating on his wife with Elise, now he's going with Tess. There is a man on site that I can depend on. Foreman Dan. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so... Dan, mate. Too many pies. But the reason that she loves him is because he's found a gas installer for them. Well, he gets in J-Mac from Natural Gas to install it for free? Yes. So, that's a bit full-on, isn't it? Like, I understand... Well, I think it's even too far to just find them an installer. Like, what part of this job now are Luke and Tess actually doing? If Dan's finding all the trades, he's finding out where to buy their stuff, now he's getting an installer to install it for them for free... Yeah, no, they're not really doing too much of it. Yeah, they're not even laying the floors without Dan coming and going, oh, by the way, that glue you put down four hours ago has gone off. Like, what are they doing? I understand it's like you're super tired and overwhelmed, but 
His builder Ryan shouldn't be tired and overwhelmed. He had a long weekend. He should be fresh. Like laying a floor is pretty straightforward. You put the glue down, then you glue the stuff to it straight away. No, I prefer to let it simmer. It's like cooking. Okay. You put the the glue down. You let it simmer. Yep. Then when it gets the skin. Yep. Before the foreman catches you, you put them down real quick. Yeah. So that they lift later. No, that's why uh, when I cook broccoli, Claire's like, "Is this cauliflower?" I'm like, "No, I've just cooked it for four hours." <laughs> to get all the colour out. Yeah, it's better that way. So then we finally got a happy moment. Elise apologises to Matt. Ooh. Wonderful idea. Compliance. Matt, are we the best house in the block? I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so Elise finally finds a husband to agree with her. Yeah. I had a shout. I rolled the sheets back. There was a note on my pillow. And... So that she loved me very much. I pretty much told him that I was sorry. Um, I understand where he's coming from, but it's his delivery sometimes that I, I, I find very frustrating. Matt doesn't flower things. He doesn't make things all lighthearted. He gets straight to the point and it frustrates me. So she pretty much says she's sorry. Yeah. Not, not says she's sorry, pretty much says she's sorry. That's as much of an apology as I think you're going to get from Elise. All right, fair enough. So, good on her. Yep. And now it's our most dreaded time of the week. It's challenge time and Shelly looks fine. The contestants come and waste their time. Oh, it's challenge time. It's going to bore you out of your mind. But this challenge comes with a very good moment, a silver lining, if you will. Norm is back and he is a man's man's chippy. Yes, Norm. He can swing a hammer. Oh, yes, he can. So, basically, the challenge is to upsell or upswap. You start off with a $1,000 McKiffy. McKiffy voucher. <laughs> and then you've got a... I think you get five trades. And then whatever you have at the end, they sell off for the Ronald McDonald house. We're doing it for the kids. Oh, is there a trades limit? I thought there was just a time limit. Well, yeah, there's a trades and time. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Five by the end of the day. I totally pay attention. Five Don't by worry five. about me. We did play that clip in our podcast yesterday that yeah, you edit. I don't remember him saying time, though. Uh, uh, yes, gotcha. Got me. Ah, oh, Brad, I was wrong. So, we'll start off with Mitch and Mark. They Their first trade is for 40k of Smeg products. Yeah, they get a big trade straight up. And then he comes out with the Game On Moles, which upsets people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people on Facebook are very unhappy. Which, it was like, fine, whatever, who cares? Yep. Then we had Mitch and uh, Matt and Elise, sorry, and they traded for a watch, which they said 5 to 10K, but it was later clarified to be a 5K watch. Yep. I'd love to give whoever the watch was, Casio, a plug, but I can't remember whose watch they're getting. The Watchy Watch Company. Yes. Risty Watches. And then we go to Jesse and Mel. He's thinking big. He wants a unit. And then I was like, is this why they're called cheats? Because they get in contact with people that they know, which is what Mark did with the... Or Mitch did with the Smeg appliances. But, yep. a, but anyway, while he's on the phone to these people, they uh, the sound system is being installed and they donate a $5,000 surround sound system. Yep, sweet. Then we had Andy and Deb and their son is in. So just a bit of good news for them. Yeah, it's Deb's birthday tomorrow. So back then, whenever that was. Yep. So happy birthday, Deb. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> so they swap theirs for a compass pool worth 30K. I think that they might just keep that and put it on their terrace. Yeah, they should. 
be the only one with a pool. Apparently, it's some sweet little thing you just plonk in your yard. And you no would no installation required. Yeah, it must be like a container pool or yeah, whatever, maybe. Probably. And then you wouldn't believe it. It's the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> And you wouldn't believe it, but Tess and Luke were the last ones to sell a voucher. Yeah. So they ended up getting VW on the line. For some reason, their builder. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan comes through, and it's like for how some reason does Ryan has know? the phone number of the CEO of VW Australia. Yes. So, they, so that totally makes sense. Man, you are popular today. I know. It, what is going on? Oh, it's wedding planning stuff. Oh God. Um. So they end up getting a VW Polo for twenty k. Yeah. Builder Ryan, coming through with the goods. He's just a chippy. Don't you forget it, Ryan. The bloody build-up to this is challenge, though, is huge. This things that people get, like Mitch and Mark get theirs like, straight off the bat, but then it shows Deb on the phone for like 20 minutes. Then bloody uh, Luke's on the phone for ages. I don't know why Luke's on the phone again. We all know he's not great on the phone. Yeah. Tess is always like, no, you have to do the phone stuff, even though I'm clearly better at it. Is he great at anything? Yeah. He looks great wearing a tool belt. He, we just don't see it often enough. Yeah. He looks... He has that dazed and confused look down. <laughs> Pat. Nails it every time. <laughs> so then the big... Um, what would you call it? The cliffhanger of the episode? Yeah. Which they save right to the very end. Oh, my God. And I'm, just, I'm at this point, I'm spent. I'm just like, I really don't care. Yeah, Can this just finish? It was like quarter to nine or something, wasn't yeah. it? Like, you're like, all right, the episode should have finished ten minutes ago. We've got a four-minute bit before in between the last two ads, and they just squeeze this in super quick. We've got a Masked Singer podcast to record. Yeah. Oh, that's a good joke. It's a terrible show. So, <laughs> DJ Jess is on the lines and she gets um, Mitch and Mark in. Now, conveniently, Jesse and Mel don't hear any of what happens here. But yeah. every other couple's around her. Just happens to be on the radio while they're in the shop picking up their uh, audio voucher. Yeah, so... What a dink! Or perfect editing. Yeah. So, basically, Mitch and Mark say that they are copying the apartment that they're trying to get this... Um, St. Marines. Yeah. And then, like, so that's the apartment they've copied, is it? Yeah. And I'm going to go un-PG here because everyone just thought that was a bit shit of them to do. Oh, yeah? Well, they cut to all I the know. couples. I thought Mitch like, was kind of um, joking. Like, he said it kind of in a flippant manner. But then he kept going on about it. Well, the other thing is that they refer like to like, him as Bitchy Mitchy. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. So, Be- what a beat-up. Yeah, but he's like, oh, that must be the apartment they're copying, the St. Moritz. And you're like, all right, yeah, that's pretty, like, off the cuff. But then he's like, look at the St. Moritz. And then he pulls out a magazine and starts showing you that the That he's pictures. been copying off. Yeah. Well, because he's like, look, here's a chandelier. And they have a chandelier. And then they show the two, not even the same chandeliers. Yeah, it's like, like they have windows. Theirs is powered doors. by electricity. And out theirs is powered by electricity. Must be the same. I think the one thing that was similar was the doors and... The- both of them were wood, yes. With yeah, but I uh, did the one have the brass? Yeah, I think so. All right, on the quick glimmer that I got. But well, I, yeah, it's super fast. They didn't give you a chance to actually look at it. No, though. well, they're saving it for tonight. All oh, right. I just think that Mitch and Mark are just fame whores. Okay. For, for how they well, are. they're the clear. It seems villains to now. be Mitch. Like Mitch seems to like just lose his head and say random things that go against everything he said previous. Like, he gets all excited, like, but, oh, they're calling it a party house. And then, like, he'll be all happy and be like, party, party, party. And you're like, do you not remember the thing you said, like, 20 minutes ago? And then he'll be like, 
oh, the teams are like super great and we all work well together. And then he'll be in a bad mood going, I'm not helping anyone else ever again. Like he just has these wild mood swings and just says things that he doesn't mean and then goes back on in like two minutes. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, uh, Matt and Elise aren't the villains. They're just really annoying because she cries <laughs> all the time. Well, I guess in other years there's been the annoying couple who weren't necessarily the villains. So, And I think that Mitch is, like you said, is the villain just by himself. Like Mark always seems to have to cover it up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Which I think is a bit unfair, but anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you get that in a lot of couples where someone's there just shooting off the hip, annoying everyone, and the other person's there trying to keep the peace. Like famous gunslinger... Marty McFly in Back to the Future 3. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Bon Jovi from Young Guns. Oh, damn it. That would have been a sweet <laughs> reference. Um, do you have any other thoughts on the episode? Uh, yeah, I did want to talk just a bit about, because it was um, funny to me that Norm was in this episode. Uh, the thing that annoyed me most about last year with Norm is they told him to pull up that marble, and they did. So it was like a massive waste of money. And, well, and now... Uh, Mitch and Mark, like, the judges say, oh, we don't like those, and they're instantly, like, pulling them out. Yeah. Like, another waste of money just because of these three people didn't like it. Doesn't mean other people won't. And if you just leave those fake windows in there, you can just turn them off. Yeah. Or just, like, see what the reaction is, and then yes. if it's like, oh, this is Yeah, because terrible. they're going to have the genuine buyers come through, like, next week. Yeah. How about you just wait? Like, it annoys me to see the judges come through and give their opinions on style things, and then these people who put all this work in and spend all this money on it then just throw all these things away Yeah. instead of, like, waiting and just giving it a chance. Like, it costs you heaps more money to undo these things than you're possibly going to get extra from buyers. Yeah, that's a valid point. Like, I don't know. Just leave it there. Like, especially with those, like, fake... Uh, windows you just turn them off you wouldn't even notice them like who cares not me I don't know I just hate them seeing like changing things massively that's why like I don't really like the range hood in Matt and Elise's and the judges smashed it but they're not changing it they're just gonna keep it they're like not to well we're just gonna keep it we'll see what happens yeah just well like I keep saying it's just you got people walking through just change it after they go through yeah absolutely because, uh, like somebody said in the episode when they mentioned the genuine buyers advocates, that in previous years, a lot of the actual buyers have come from these groups. Yeah. So, well, I think yeah. Apart from, like, I think last year it might have just been one who wasn't, and she and she was the previous owner of the entire site, and she ended up just buying a unit there. Yeah, that's right. So, or either it, that, or either they just get Dave Hughes to buy one. The buyers are coming through in, like... A week. So don't change anything till they have a look and, and give you some feedback. One. A nice tight episode. Is there anything else you wanted? No, not really. It Sorry, I had super episode. like nothing to say at the no, start because it was all just Luke and Tess fighting yep. the whole time. Like this episode was wafer thin. Like the challenge was people on the phone just calling around. Like how? where's the excitement? We, we should have probably talked about the ads because they were... Slightly more exciting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, take him to an island. Make him fight for an idol or something, like some other shows have been doing. <laughs> I'm just checking to see if we had any emails, and we don't. Oh, so. come on, people. Email us. All right. Well, that will do this episode. That'll do it. If so, 
Email us. Hit us up on Facebook. Or share the pod with your friends. That's very helpful too. Oh, yeah. Spread it. Uh, if you want to email us, it's maximumblockage at outlook.com. Yeah, or the Maximum Blockage Facebook is there and comments can be put there. Also, we have Maximum Blockage on Twitter, which I check once a week. And how's it going? Uh, great. I don't really know how Twitter works. <laughs> um, partly because I'm old and mostly because I don't care. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to Olivia, who's our latest Maximum Blockage liker. Ooh, thank you, Olivia. So, thank you very much, Olivia. Awesome. Bye. Bye.